Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? Have you ever had a thought in your head and you just felt the entire world needed an opportunity to hear your thoughts and all that kind of great stuff? Well, if so, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor Podcasting. It is the easiest platform I have found to make a podcast. They have editing tools, episode creation tools. There's even a green room function. Check it all out. On top of that, they even distribute the whole thing for you for free. The entire thing is free. You can get onto Apple Podcasts. You can get onto Spotify Podcasts, which are, you know, the two that I find get the most traction. And then you get Stitcher and all kinds of other stuff, Black Box, What Box, and all the other boxes that I'm not familiar with. If you are interested in making your own podcast right now, download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Welcome back to the Ghost Club Magazine podcast. It's me, your host, OJ. In today's episode, Kiri does a track-by-track breakdown of the new Lamb of God records, Obeys, with the one and only Willie Adler. Ghost Cult Magazine welcomes in Willie Adler of Lamb of God. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Right back at you. Great to chat with you once again. We are on the eve, sort of, of the release of Omens, the brand new album, very highly anticipated in 2022. And uh, yeah, man, you guys just do what you do. You go out there with like with the lunch pail, very workmanlike, and put out a new record basically every two years. I know it was really hard to put the the last record out right at the pinnacle of all the craziness going on in the world in 2020 but you did it anyway and uh came back to touring and came back to everything eventually so props to you guys on the last one and looking forward to yeah, thank you so omens is full of bangers really proud of you guys on this one uh, i do want to i did have a couple of questions obviously this is the second record with art who as yep. you know we're huge fans of and as are you he's been slaying it live but what did he bring to the studio this time when you guys came in with your songs so like you know the first time i think our biggest like thing with art was we wanted art because i mean i know that art was super nervous on the on the self-titled record i mean not only was he uh had big shoes to fill but you know we really wanted him not to to necessarily emulate or replicate what he thinks would have been done we wanted him to you know we picked him for a reason so we wanted him to really kind of showcase what he does and i think that on this record he really blossomed with that and was able to kind of overcome whatever apprehensions that he may have had on his first record with us in regards to that and really was able to kind of let his own creativity flow which is what we wanted we were like you know we you're you're a smart drummer like you do drummer stuff like you 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 have a lot of finesse cool stuff that you do so it's like that's what we kind of wanted to explore with this record and i think he really uh went all out and i I love what he's what he's done with this record right on we are huge art cruise fans here at ghost cult going all the way back to winds of plague but of course saw him a bunch of times with our boys in prong and uh he has come to the table he's one of the stars of omens for sure oh yeah for sure and then i just wanted to ask kind of a general question you know now that we're quite a few years now into randy kind of also singing which he's really opened up on omens and he did on the last record as well do you guys have do you approach 
push anything differently now that you know that Randy has this in his toolbox to pull out or you just still here's the songs and do what you want with them Randy yeah I mean we've been doing this for so long man that it's like it's when Randy first started busting that out it was like okay cool you know Randy's got a new character we, we always kind of go through Randy's different characters and then what kind of suits you know a song per se but we don't necessarily in the writing process are sitting there being like this would be perfect for Randy's sing-songy character um, it's, it's something that he just kind of busts out and he usually has a really good grasp on when it's going to fit a song and add to it and I think he's done that really well this time around and I think the key to that particular quote-unquote character is to not overuse it or sad a record with it really pull it out to kind of drive a point home and just kind of like have it be a moment if that makes sense and not kind of be a, a driving force on either the song or the album I don't great answer I, I like clearly Randy is always going to be a brutal vocalist I think that's where he lives mostly but yeah. I, I do love these vocals he's really honed in and refined his vocal style especially the clean stuff uh, you know but no make no mistake listeners this record is brutal as ever and nobody's going to be like oh they really changed I don't think anybody has ever said that yeah, yeah. no I don't think that I don't you know, you're never going to hear somebody say that about us. Uh, if you do, they're probably full of shit. <laughs> I, I just can't imagine us doing much, you know, that much of a departure outside of what we do. Right. If anything, this record is, you know, I, I dare not use the word throwback too heavily, but it really, there's definitely moments on this record that totally reminded me of, you know, As the Palaces Burn and Ashes of the Wake, which is coming up on a big anniversary next year. So I was like, man, yeah. this record is all grooves and no, you know, and just crazy fast songs. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you for that, man. That, that's that's really cool. Yeah, I no, really appreciate that. No one will be, no one's, you know, this isn't going to be the disco Lamb of God record. There won't be one. No, that is for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, so, as I said before, when we were offline, I thought it would be a cool idea to just run down the tracks and you can riff on anything you like, whatever comes to mind about the song, any of your contributions, or just general stuff about, you know, each track if you like and we'll give it a shot yeah. <laughs> we'll kick things off with the lead track nevermore which also came with that amazing video okay so nevermore when we first started discussing writing another record you know it, it's it's crazy man because that self-titled record you know i'm still like totally in love with that record and feel like it, we just put it out only because of all the bullshit that's happened over the past couple years we put that record out in almost like a dead zone to where like i was so excited about that record and to me that record is like totally us and I, I fucking love that record and I'm still a little fucking bummed that we weren't able to properly support that record the way that we should have been able to so when Mark and I started talking about you know because we really didn't have uh, anything but time so we were both writing and stuff like that so when the, the prospect of us going in and doing writing sessions for another record I was like oh my god really like we're, we're, we're doing it but 
it, it wasn't out of, you know, I, I wasn't saying that out of, that I didn't have material or anything like that. Uh, just being like, I really just want to push the fucking self-title record. When we first started writing, I think that Nevermore was one of the first songs that Mark had sent me the demo of. And I remember hearing it and just being like, what? It, like, it, it sounded like crazy Meshuggah black metal uh, in the demo. But it ended up, like, when we went to work on it, you know, throughout our uh, writing sessions and pre-production it really came together and just that song is it's a great intro track and, and the whole stabby aspect of it of the, the really kind of atonal guitar stabs is super cool and that, that song is just really heavy it's one of the heavier songs on the record to me absolutely the second track which seems like hey you think that's heavy hold my beer it's vanishing yeah 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 so vanishing I'm super stoked on vanishing because I think the only song on the album that lived as its demo like as I wrote it like it is nothing was changed I brought it in and it stayed exactly exactly the same as it was from when I had the demo. So, I mean, I'm not sure that that can be said about any other song that we have. That really stokes me out a bit. But, yeah, Vanishing to me is, like, super heavy. And I wrote that one early, early on. And that is definitely one of my favorite songs on the record. But it's, it's definitely difficult to play, man. It's an, an exercise in guitar aerobics. That's for sure. But it's fucking cool. And it's a fucking heavy song. It's That ending is insane. It's like planets slapping into each other. It's crazy. Heavy. Yeah, it's fucking cool. And it's funny, man. All the guys are giving me shit. They're like, just when you think it's over. And fucking Willie comes in with this fucking other riff. I'm like, dude, it's fucking great. It's an outro riff. I got on this kick of writing outro riffs. I think I had a couple others in the demos, and dudes were like, dude, one's enough for a record. It's like, the, we're not going to do another one. It's the Lord of the Rings ending. Here you go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. To the Grave is the third track. To the Grave. I mean, that was one of the demos that was like, definitely kind of got pushed around and pulled, but we definitely kept it real riffy and simple. God, I'm trying to remember the recording process of that one because there were a couple that were like fucking pulling teeth, but I don't think that was one of them. I think To the Grave was pretty straightforward and it's one of those ones that has really cool guitar tags in it. It's definitely a, a great song on the record. Definitely not one of my, my standout tracks in the way that Vanishing is or, you know, like Grayscale. Hmm. Ditch is the next one? Ditch was another one that fucking, I think I brought in Vanishing and Mark brought in Ditch as kind of like an answer to my vanishing. Like, we have this really healthy kind of competition thing going on to where he'll be like, okay, you bring in this fucking hard-ass song for me to learn, and he's like, now check this out. And so Ditch is like this super fast intro, and it's like almost impossible to play, and there's tons of shit that's really difficult to play, but it just grooves, and that's, that's what Ditch was to me. I think I had brought in vanishing, and Mark was like, all right, He's like, check this out. I hold my beer. Check this out. (laughs) And he brought in Ditch. Amazing. The title track is the fifth track on the record, Omens. Omens, yeah. So Omens was one of those songs that kind of came out of a pre-production thing. There was no real demo for it other than we were kind of going through what we had and what we needed. And Omens was one of those songs that we were like, we need something that just fucking bounces. That's just, you know, that just bounces. And, and that was that was all written right in one of our little 
writing sessions, pre-production sessions, and it just kind of came together. And, and with Randy with the vocals, I think we had worked on the song during the day, and Randy would come in the evenings to work on vocals. And so when we all came back in the next day, uh, Josh was like, yo, check it out. And fucking Randy killed it on this. And we were all pretty stoked. And, and pretty quickly, I think I think we, we knew that Omens was going to be kind of the title track of the record. Killer, these things tend to reveal themselves, right? They're not hard to pick. Yeah, <laughs> sure. yeah absolutely. Especially after, you know, whatever, 27, 8 years as a band. Like, it kind of tells you. <laughs> that is very true, man. Right on. Gamora is the next track. So Gamora was also one that kind of, it was early on. That was one of the, in the first batches of demos. And Mark had Gamora. And I loved his fucking whole little guitar intro thing that he had. And see, we were doing these writing sessions in Virginia Beach. And I think that was like the first night we were there in this house doing this writing session. And Mark had this, you know, that whole intro bit. And we kind of wanted to do another like subtle arts thing to it and just see what would happen with it and Randy was there for I think this writing session I think he came to both because we were at the beach and Randy loved surfing so he showed up but uh, yeah so it, it ended up being like we wanted to kind of feel it out in the same way that we did with subtle arts and that, make it have that kind of feel to it and it really kind of came together within like a matter of hours like the, the whole pattern underneath and then Randy's kind of vocal cadence uh, right at the top going into the verses yeah that was an early one that we knew was was gonna be special too killer I'm gonna feign a little ignorance on this next track I'm not sure if it's ill designs or three designs and I apologize <laughs> no I think it is ill design okay sorry everybody yeah. no. <laughs> sorry Randy hey, you're, you're fucking talking to the guy that doesn't really fucking familiar with the real time <laughs> right on that's got like a real wrath vibe to it right yeah yeah fucking that song so that was one of my demos and it was uh the, the working title was liar and that song was just so heavy like the build and when randy finally comes in and when it fucking kicks in on all that verse i just i get goosebumps every time i fucking hear it like it's just so fucking hard to me like that song to me is very fucking it's got like you said a wrath vibe to it a hardcore vibe to it that song is just super hard like i, I just want to play that song and just look out and just see fucking people going ape shit just that that whole wind up at the top that's everything to me like when randy fucking just puts it together and comes in that shit is great yeah no i love that song and that that, that was one of the early demos as well uh i think I, I had written that in the same batch as vanishing and i was real fucking stoked on both of those absolutely and then as you alluded to grayscale is next yep. So Grayscale was my addition right at the 11th hour. And I wanted to write the fucking heaviest, most down-tuned fucking song. And it's funny because the working title of Grayscale was called Gorilla Dick. Which to me, in my mind, was like the heaviest fucking... I was like, fucking Gorilla Dick. That's fucking heavy. Like, that's... What's heavier than that? Come to find out, a gorilla's dick is about the size of a thumb. But... That's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, Grayscale was my kind of last-minute addition to uh, the album. Right on. The ninth track is Denial Mechanism. So that was that was the punk rock song. That was Mark's uh, addition right at the 11th hour to kind of round out the record. And like we were just kind of touching on, uh, you know, we, we had all 
these kind of songs in the batch and Josh was like, yo, he was like, it'd be great if we had just a couple more just to make sure that everything's cool and, you know, if we, we're not just kind of stuck holding our dicks like, we, you know, we need another song at the last minute. And, um, yeah, so Mark brought that one to the table and, and I brought Grayscale and it was just a kind of two polar opposite songs where I, even I think Denial Mechanism is an E too, which is really cool considering that Grayscale is a B that both those songs kind of came out of the same objective of kind of filling this void that was was going on right at the last minute of making the record. Killer. And then the final track is the very interesting September song. September song is awesome, man. So September song was one of those songs that certainly changed from the demo. It always had kind of the, the this cool kind of movement to it, but like the whole intro bit and all that, that it was kind of broken down from the main riff throughout the song. And it was one of those tunes that we really didn't know where we were going to go with it. Um, no, like all the way up until we were in the studio. Like we knew we kind of had a roadmap for it during pre-production, but we really didn't see it through until we were actually in the studio and when we could actually hear each other and when I could actually hear what everybody else was playing or when we all could hear what we all were playing. Because I think while we were, you know, during pre-production and playing our, our rehearsal spot, we kind of think, well, you know, I, I, I kind of, I think I know what the other dudes are playing. But then when you get into a studio and you're kind of isolated and you hear everybody, you're like, okay, we might need to change this up so we're not just clashing with each other. And that was one of those tunes. But yeah, September Song is one of those special tunes that kind of rounds out the whole record and in kind of in a very Lamb of God way, in the same way that like King Me lives in that same area. Um, a couple other tunes we've done. But yeah, September Song is a super special song, I think, to all of us in that regard that it was one of those ones that we kind of all gelled on while we were in the studio. Right on. I don't think it's a conscious thing with the band, but you guys do very good ending tracks historically. Yeah, you're right. And, and it's not a conscious thing. It's not like we set out to, to create something that is like this epic kind of end type thing. These songs just kind of grow and become that way. Yeah, they, they certainly don't start out that way. That's for sure. Killer, man. Thank you so much for that analysis. And, yeah, uh, man, thank you. I'm sorry it was kind of bumpy, man. No, no worries. Thanks to everybody for coming to our TED Talk. I, I'm going to give you back your day in a second. I just want to ask you one final question, which is I am so stoked on this tour, and I'm sure you are too. Not, yeah. just, not just Kill Switch Engage, but I think this rad arrangement of opening bands across the country. So I just wanted to get your feelings on that for a second and how you guys selected the bands to bring out and, and the legs and everything, because I think it's it's really terrific. Yeah, no, I'm fucking super stoked about it. And, you know, I'm, first, I'm, I'm super stoked that Kill Switch is coming out. And beyond that, like Fitbur and Autopsy, everybody else, it, it really is just kind of this throwback type tour to where we were, say, like the old Headbangers Ball tour that we did. I mean, th this is kind of, this tour to me is almost full circle to where we kind of came from to where we are and kind of how we, we want to be seen and, and, and where we want to be seen with whom. So it was certainly a conscious decision, everybody who's involved with the tour, to, to, to have this, I don't want to say nostalgic feel, but to have this kind of, that moment that was when 
of coming up in the scene and that energy that was there at the time it, it's kind of a recapturing of that to me right on just just throwing it out there god forbid and shadows fall are both getting back no, together dude, for real, <laughs> I, 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 we're all so bummed because i think we're playing the blue ridge rock fest like the day after god forbid and it's crazy i mean with the history we have with god forbid i mean we used to play garages with them like it's 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 crazy and, and yeah if if we can do something with god forbid i would absolutely fucking love to do that fingers crossed for 23 that's my goal man <laughs> <laughs> Willie, man, thank you so much for hanging out with Ghost Cult. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, bro, and just I really appreciate you. Be safe out there on the road and the tour coming up, and thank you so much for Omens. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate your time as well, brother. We'll talk soon. This has been another episode of the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. Check us out at ghostcultmag.com and follow our socials at Ghost Cult Mag. Until the next time, peace.